0: Let me get a 10-piece hot, extra crispy, extra wet. Let me get a blue cheese, matter of fact, two. I I'm on celery and fries and a peach drink. And make sure my fries is hot because they was cold last time. You are now listening to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast hosted
1: by the young aunties. Welcome to the extra crispy, extra wet podcast. Y'all come on in the room. Come on in the room. It's us, the young aunties, your hosts. If you haven't been here before, you probably wonder what is a young auntie? Well, we're gonna let you know. All right, a young auntie is any woman, moving, shaking, living the best life out here, doing everything, everyday, regular, smeggling, negative things that we do. You know, working, side hustling, chasing your dreams, leading families, starting businesses, kicking ass, taking names, and trying to avoid being sexually harassed or assaulted while doing so. Mm -hmm. What does young auntie talk about? Everything. World news, politics, sex, love, relationships, our favorite wine, our newest travel destinations, that bitch that got you fucked up at work, fashion gossip celebrity news finances kids you name it we're gonna discuss it but above all else we'd like to focus on what's going on in atlanta because we out here all right well we're down here like we said in the south atlanta to be exact and down here we say it's rude to walk in a room and not introduce yourself so we're gonna do that first all right okay kick us off
0: good morning good morning good morning everybody or whatever time you're listening to this it's auntie kirby aka where is kirby A, aka the west side wood Niff, and i'm checking mm-hmm. in from the swats
1: as usual yay and y'all know we always got to bring y'all a little bit of sunshine
2: it's your favorite double c and I ain't talking about chanel it's auntie coco and kirby florida may georgia paid up in this motherfucking thing good morning y'all
1: and i'm gonna tell y'all everybody I mean, everybody need a shooter on their team. What's up,
3: y'all? Uh, that's why you got Aunt Kaylee here, a.k.a. Killer Kaylee with no kills, a.k.a. the original Kaylee established in 1985. Hashtag stop gentrifying
1: my name. I keep telling y'all y'all going to stop gentrifying her name. I don't know <laughs> why. You got to keep telling y'all this. Uh, and y'all know who I am. It's your favorite homegirl, Nick, from the old school. I thought you where we put it on you. And we're glad to have y'all up in here with us one more time. All right. Um, Jazzy's not here this week. She should be back next week. So if y'all looking for her, you know it. That is. Um, I don't know if we um doing a do we got an auntie today? We do actually. Um
0: right. I'm gonna give it to somebody that everybody knows, but everybody, maybe not everybody loves, but Monique, our our loving uh <laughs> I love y'all for real, Monique. I actually <laughs> wanted to make her. Auntie of the Week this week because, you know, we need to give people their flowers while they're here. Mm -hmm. While we may not always agree, Um, although, I mean, I'm perfectly fine with things that and how they went down. We may not always agree with each other. We do need to give each other acknowledgement and recognition. But y'all know Auntie Monique, uh, a.k.a. Monique Angela Hicks, uh, the Academy Award, BAFTA Award, uh, Golden Globe Award, Screen Actors Guild Award, and Grammy Award uh, winning. Um, Actress and stand-up comedian just... Reminding everybody, maybe you forgot about the Parkers. Maybe you forgot about Fat Girls. Welcome home, Roxanne <laughs> Jenkins. Um, shout out to UPN. The only Black network we had is uh, besides BET. And then that got crushed, but here we are. But just giving honor to her in the career that she's had and the fights that she's had to go through as a Black woman and also as a fat Black woman um, in the entertainment industry. Uh, oftentimes, uh, Black women in general are not taken seriously. So we want to honor her. Thank you for all of the laughter. Uh, thank you for offering up even uh, your relationship. While, again, it may not be something that aligns with everybody, I appreciate that she was she's willing to be open and honest um, and have a different perspective um, and a different way of doing things. So, Monique, thank you for all of your contributions to entertainment. You have made us laugh. You've made us cry. You've made us question, uh, you know, some of the people next to us. And so we appreciate you. Um, and uh, that is our auntie of the day.
1: Oh, well, I'm all for Monique. Me
2: too. Um, she used to be so fly to me. Like on TV, like uh, a bigger woman, you know, plus size, it'd be fly as fuck. Like they weren't fucking with her when it came they to her wardrobe. They were like that, She was that girl. Still is, Still that, is that girl. girl.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot of people forget. And she said this. And I know people kind of like, hmm, but I'm like, no, if you think about it, she is. She is the most decorated comedian, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. including an Oscar. Well,
3: uh, I respect uh, Monique just because, sorry to cut you off, I'm sorry. Um, that? I, I respect her too because a lot of times plus-size women can be typecast as the side friend or the goofy the friend. The funny fat friend. Flapstick right. type, body, Melissa McCarthy type, and she never, you know... Was interested in that, you know, like she took full ownership of who she was, her body, and like I'm
1: sexy too. Shit, y'all know y'all like it, y'all see it. Mm -hmm. That's so true. That typecast, it's definitely true. You can only be the fat, funny friend, Mm -hmm. and she's definitely stepped out of that. I'm looking forward to seeing what's next. I see Fifty got her in a a role, like he said he was gonna do. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to seeing it. Because one thing about it, Monique Act. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm she actually is talented. She's not just you know somebody that they throw out there that's really not able to do the job. she's really able to get the job done to the extent of winning an Oscar mm-hmm. um, for her acting skills. so I'm excited to see what's next for her. I'm glad she stayed the course because you know people really had tried to count her out for a while and even in recent times seeing old boy uh, what's his name come out and apologize. Uh, Lee Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. Even seeing him come out and apologize and admit, you know, that they were wrong for how they treated her. I I think, you know, she's being vindicated and she's going to have her second win. Mm -hmm. And we're here for it. So that is our auntie of the day. I love it, Kirby. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. All right. And Kirby, you ready for this
0: menu, girl? So I'm going to try to keep it cute and sweet with the Atlanta news. We have a number of things going on. We picked out some like fun stuff, some interesting stuff, some things that you want to keep your eyes on. So I'm just going to go with it. Um, The first thing that I want to chat about in Atlanta, and I'm actually going to probably participate in this later on this evening, is actually um the art on atlanta lantern parade um the art on atlanta the art on atlanta atlanta parade lights up the west side trail this year uh for those of you all that aren't familiar that's a part of the belt line the west side part of the belt line um they're gonna do gigantic glowing lanterns and puppets um uh, during the uh, ceremony tomorrow it's actually being put on by the crew of the Grateful Gluttons. And Anybody that doesn't know about crew culture, just look up like New Orleans crew culture and basically like there are groups of people that just do activities. And so they're deciding to celebrate um, today. So I know you all are going to hear this episode after it happens, but I'm saying this so that you know that there's a lot of things going on in Atlanta. People getting ran up on in bucket, folks getting shot, uh, mayoral things, etc., cetera. But there's also things to do that are fun and um, culturally uh, entertaining and just something worth participating in. And it's a way to get out and get to know people in your community as well. Uh, this particular, like I said, activity is taking place um, on May 21st today on the West Side Trail. Um, and even if you, of course, like I said, hear this after the episode has been posted, please keep in mind that you have things like Beltline.org to be able to find these types of activities. This one is going to be actually at Adair Park. It's going to be at 730. Um, And anybody who's not familiar with that area, just Google Adair Park Atlanta. Um, You can go on Catherine Street or even Alien Avenue. But again, we have so many different, wonderful, rich activities that go on in Atlanta. I just wanted to share that as something to highlight as something fun. And I also am just a big kid. I like glitter and fire and stuff. So I want to see lanterns in the sky. It looks really, really beautiful. I've seen people do it all over Atlanta. So just a little bit of happy news to start us off. Um, Following that, Um, we actually have some jobs coming to Georgia. You know we love telling y'all, get a job. Mm -hmm. um so (laughs) i try to tell y'all go to home depot (laughs) they're always hiring and if you don't like home depot for the reasons that you don't like home depot wink wink you can go to lowe's as well which is ran by black people but we'll come back to that another day um actually hyundai is announcing a 5.5 billion dollar electric vehicle plant here in georgia that was actually confirmed this last friday Um, The Hyundai Motor Group CEO, Jai Hoon Chang, made the announcement with Governor Brian, Brian Kemp at the site of the Future Factory in Bryan County. Uh, where state and local officials purchased a flat, sprawling track for $61 million last year in hopes of luring a major manufacturer. They had some conversation about it, and at the end of the day, I'm not sure where Bryan County is, and I'll find out for y'all, but at the same time, we got people driving from Macon and Alabama, Tennessee and South Carolina to work in Atlanta um, While and also recognize we're you know in an inflated economy. Get your coin where you can get it. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but Take a look into this opportunity. They're going to be hiring at least 8,100 workers uh, for that mm-hmm. plant. And I'm not saying work there forever because at the end of the day, we all know how manufacturing can have a, a deleterious effect on people's bodies. But it's an opportunity. And maybe you'll get to meet some people and learn some things and make some coin while you're doing it. So look into that. Hyundai is coming to Georgia in Bryan County, bringing 8,100 dogs. 8,100 jobs, um, and we'll be spending approximately $5.5 in the Georgia economy. That's an opportunity for all of us in one way or the other. Moving on. Um, Georgia's primary election, so what well, we probably should have announced this in another episode, uh, but again, as we mentioned to you all, we've been in transition in a lot of ways, but it's really important. Coming up this Tuesday, so you're going to hear this on Monday, but on Tuesday, you need to vote in the Georgia primaries. Uh, It will be taking place on May 24th, Um, according to the Georgia Secretary of State office. uh, Secretary of State's office. More than 565,000 Georgia residents have voted early in the state as of May 19th. So we're doing a great job. This has been a 189 percent increase from the same time in early voting in the early voting period in the 2020 primary election. And I don't care if you're Republican, nonpartisan, Democrat. Go out and make sure that your vote is heard. Make sure that you use your, voice to, your vote as a means of using your voice. It is very important. I, you know, Sorry if you missed the early voting. Sorry we didn't get to do an announcement. But you need to be there to make sure that you're participating politically in your community, especially if you want to be having conversations about what our government and what our community is not doing uh, on behalf of you. Um, Another thing that I think would be interesting to highlight about Atlanta um, this week is that an Atlanta HBCU is announcing its participation in a $60 million collaboration to improve student outcomes. Um, You know, Georgia's historically Black colleges and universities um, are actually teaming up uh, with HBCUs around the country to improve the social and economic outcomes for their students. This particular partnership is actually going to be backed by the third girl, Third Good Marshall College Fund and the United Negro College Fund. I haven't heard UNCF in a while, y'all. Do y'all remember all the different scholarships they used to try to get us to apply for in high school? Um, This is obviously trying to drive people to participate and enroll in to these particular HBCUs, the ones that are going to be highlighted are Clark Atlanta University, Morehouse College and Spelman Colleges um, are going to be among the inaugural participants. Uh, Essentially what they're trying to do is invest in the institutions that are doing the work with limited resources at this particular time and make sure that opportunities are being given to African American students. Black students, however you choose to identify. So we're hoping that that money is gonna be impactful in those communities. Um, I personally hope to see that some of that money goes towards um, increasing STEM awareness and STEAM awareness um, in programs in college. Um, We need to continue to diversify our professional uh, repertoire in the Black community, if I could say it that way. There needs to be, at any given time, uh, as many of us as possible, as many different industries, so that we continue to co- to potentially cultivate businesses um, that can serve the Black community. So I thought that was something that was important to to highlight. Um, after that, um, I'm actually going to drop the drop one of these so that we can move into something that I think is more fun. Um, there's actually going to be a fireworks showcase. Um, and it's going to be the southeast largest reported. Um, it's going to be returning to Centennial Olympic Park, um, essentially after a two year hiatus, which obviously if y'all have been awake for the last two years, you know why we haven't been doing certain activities here in Atlanta, even though Atlanta definitely stayed as open as the club throughout the pandemic. I'm still confused about that. Um, but Um, Our main fireworks celebration in Centennial Lipid Park was canceled, of course, due to COVID back in 2020. And so they are bringing back that particular tradition. Anybody that knows me, again, knows that I love fire and glitter. And so I'm really excited that we're going to have this huge fireworks show. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, Hashtag childhood. Um, This year's celebration of America's 246th uh, birth slash death day um, is titled Look Up Atlanta. Um, capturing the greatness of the city. So even though, you know, we all have our different ideas about uh, this country, um, the the truth, and then some of the lies that are told, um, it's always good to just at least have something to celebrate and have fun and enjoy. So definitely consider doing a Centennial Olympic Park. Look up Atlanta, uh a fireworks show that's going to be on Sunday, July 3rd. Gates are going to open at 5 p.m. And fireworks are going to start around 9 30 p.m. And I would even suggest if you want to be fancy, see if you can get like an Airbnb um, at a, like a high rise or a hotel near the area, and then you can watch it from your window. That would be just very fabulous. So that's what's going on in Atlanta this week.
1: Well, all right. We got a whole lot going on in the city. And that's always a good thing. Like you said, the stress is on voting. it's really important that we all get out there um, and vote. Uh, I guess we can't tell you who to vote for, um, but just most important that you use your right to vote. Absolutely. Um, All right. We're going to move on into the rest of the menu. We're going to start out with Viola Davis. Uh, We all know Viola Davis from whatever role you know her from, whether it's from TV um, or movies. Um, she is definitely a respected actress um, in the industry, but she recently um, opened up. She's been opening up a lot lately, and I really do appreciate that. Um, during the seventy-fifth uh, annual Cannes Film Festival, um, and, and oh, let me say this: she's all, she's almost got an EGOT. If she wins a Grammy, if she ever gets into music and gets a Grammy, she'll have, she'll be an EGOT because she already has an Oscar, Emmy, and a Tony Award. Oh wow! So she she only needs a Grammy to have the 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 ultimate award uh, collection. But anyway, um, she opened up about the time that her director at the time and she said this was early in her career, but he actually called her by her, her maid, his maid's name um, during a project. <clears throat> and she <laughs> talking about this About Hollywood's biased perception of Black Actresses and actors, limitations That they still have, and the Microaggressions that they face On a day-to-day Day-to-day basis, some people may think This wasn't a big deal, but she'd known This director for over 10 years And he called her Louise, she didn't know it at the time But then she found out Louise Was his maid's name Hey, man. Um, So I want to get you guys' opinion on this, um, she went on to talk about a lot of other things about um, being a Black, especially a dark-skinned actress, and how things are harder, um, the darker, and the, basically the darker, the Blacker, and the more African you look, um, and how she's hoping you know that these things are changing over time. But even her knowing when she left how to get away with murder, that that would leave a, a, a blank spot for women who look like her on television. Um, Kirby, I know you warmed up, so I'll come to you first. You know, it's just one
0: of those things, you know, our our parents and grandparents and great grandparents and even further back into the generations, um, especially within our particular community, always telling stories about how white people felt like we all looked alike. Mm-hmm. And that uh, kind of stayed with me throughout my life because I always thought it was interesting I've always looked at us as this just very sprawling, huge spectrum of people. There's so many different versions of us. I couldn't understand how you would mistake one of us uh, for one another. Um, there's that age old issue around uh, calling black people monkeys and gorillas, etc. cetera, that drums up that energy in me to hear that. Like Viola is such a strong presence and detail oriented human being, I don't understand, especially in the way that she executes her craft. How do you mistake her for the woman that helps you in your house? That's just like, it literally just doesn't make sense to me. So it's like, I can't even, I'm not even in a place anymore uh, to be able to be vitriolic or upset. It's just like, pay her for her pain Y'all need to put an extra $10 million on every single, you know, film that she does. Like, this is just, this is such high levels of disrespect. Like, you could at least... Like, I'm not even asking you to be able to distinguish between all the Black people in America, but there are only but so many Black women in Hollywood, even still in 2022, and you managed to not be able. And that includes the people who are working on the sets and working in your homes or in in a service capacity to you. There's not enough of us there for you to be mistaking any of us. And it's just it's just very confusing to me. That's that's where I'm at with it.
3: Yeah. Kelly, what do you think? Um, yeah, totally, totally agree. Um, I'm so I've been very not happy, but appreciative that Viola Davis has been opening up more about her childhood um, experiences, mm-hmm. and then also her experiences as she has you know transitioned and moved into adulthood and the hardships she continues to face. And she is such a strong, clear, vulnerable voice where you feel the pain of it. But she doesn't wear the pain. Um, but that is someone who has just definitely endured and, and persevered. Um, and so I don't, I don't know, just hearing her story and, and how she came up and like, you think you finally made it to be mistaken for, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say, it for, be mistaken for the help, like, really? Yeah like really come on now and that's no disrespect to anyone who works in those industries no um and do that backbreaking work but i know it's insulting that that had to have been insult like come on man like do you only know two black people like we must be the only two black people you know (laughs) it's very possible in some white spaces um but you know me for 10 years on top of that 10 Mm -hmm. years and you still see me and your maid On the same level that's how i interpret that um and i i know people will hear this story and 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 probably non you know people who aren't of color probably hear the story and say oh it's just a mistake or it's just a gaffe you probably just misspoke no we deal with that constantly and to kirby's point like i I think we constantly are viewed as a monolith one-dimensional just black woman character um And that's where the offensive part of this comes, you know, comes into play for me. Um, And then also just, you know, like how she detailed, like you mentioned, um, Nick, just the continued hardship she's had to face being a dark skinned black woman in Hollywood. um, The roles that, you know, the limitations she's had. Um, how certain movies, you know, are very unlikely to be made passion pro or projects. Not even passion projects. I shouldn't even call it that. Um, there will never be a black eat, pray, love, <laughs> like right. right one day. Um, but how not far-
0: if I got something to do with it. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make it happen because I'm. I've already done the eat, pray, love in my life. That's a whole other conversation
3: we need that i mean because we are oh, yeah. we have those experiences too um and i think obviously there are so many spaces and in places where black people aren't either aren't allowed or don't live like i mean for example i have no desire to live in idaho or uh, south dakota for example um and for those people movies television that's their only window into black life black culture black experience um and that's why it's so important to tell diverse stories Um, so it's just unfortunate that this happened to her but I'm so glad that she keeps just she's just saying it man she's saying it all Um, but like in such a way that it's like you cannot even be offended like if you are offended by her you just want to be like you're trying to be
1: yeah and like Ellie said this is no um, shot at anyone who works in certain positions but it does get old walking in the room and having you know people assume you're the Janitor or the secretary. um It's also you know, like said, hey, it's culturally
0: sa- it's it's culturally tone deaf.
1: Yeah. It, it 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 and it's how how do you come back from that? That's the other thing. We're expected to be so great, gracious and graceful and peaceful and come back and 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 continue and do our job and not be affected, but that affects people. Mm-hmm. Um, also, understanding that many of us come from um, family who was the help. Um, for example, my grandmother was a maid. She worked in white women's houses. That movie, The Help, that was her life. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? That that was that was a lot of what um, you know she dealt with um, for for a good amount of years, and and that was real real experiences. And that movie spoke volumes to me because of that. Um, so to you know, to come from that as a part of our history, and for you to you know, still only see us as your help, right? That that, that can be very, and, very and
3: I, and I bet you this if Viola Davis was Polish and he had a Polish maid, wouldn't right. no way that he would have mistaken her and called her by mm-hmm. his maid's name? That wouldn't have happened, that right?
1: Have happened. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um. All right. Well, we'll we'll keep it moving. Um. Next story. So, I gotta get y'all's opinions on this. So, Lil Nas X. Y'all know he's been very controversial, and some people love him, some people hate him, some people love to hate him. Um. He's gonna be getting an award. Um. Uh, what award, you ask? He's gonna receive the Hal David Starlight Award. For the upcoming Songwriters Hall of Fame ceremony, you guys. So this particular award, because when I first heard this, I was like, Hall of Fame? Uh, What's going on? But it recognizes gifted young songwriters Mm -hmm. who are making a significant impact in the music industry via their original songs. Um, They want them in there. Um, Y'all know some people who have won this before. Drake, Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran. John Legend and Alicia Keys um, they, the article goes on to say the honest lyrics of his debut album Montero have inspired and influenced so many young people in the LGBTQ plus community um, now Little Naz has not had an extensively long career he is very young um, he, he has a couple of songs that are well known so my question is you guys do you think that little nas x belongs in the hall of fame or do you think this is pre mature ooh (laughs) Mm -hmm. kaylee did you have anything on this
3: one (laughs) i mean uh with, with the not much <laughs> not much of value um but in the context that it is for like younger or upstart or you know newly starting um performers that puts mm-hmm. in context for me so that makes more sense i wouldn't knock the hustle honestly um 36 year old woman i don't really keep up with <laughs> like new pop stars um I just saw Jack Harlow for the first time, like literally like his face. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what he looked like or his music or his songs. Um, That's a song with Lil Nas X. Um, (laughs) I know two of Lil Nas X's songs, but about him, I don't know his lyrics, but if his lyrics are anything like what he is putting out there, just, I mean, what I know about him or what I think about when I think of him is um, daring, strong, confident, that is, he seems to be reaching a lot of that might be on the spectrum. Um, um I know the younger generation, everybody's on the spectrum. but I don't mean to say that in a disparaging way, but I mean, people are just more in touch with their sexuality and what that, all of that. Um And if he's promoting um, that in a safe way, you know, acceptance, you know.
1: Okay. Herbie, mm-hmm. what you think? You down for the holiday? Fame?
0: I mean, people, these organizations going to do what they want to do, right? Um, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, um, but if you take it that way, so be it. I, I you know, Lil Nas X is cool or whatever. I've never really paid attention to the lyrics and, and that's not even out of like, like I said, a lack of respect. I just, I'm getting to that particular age in my life where I listen to what I listen to. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm also not in the club anymore. Um, so I don't know, you know, I was, I was, I was out here with during the swag surfing days. So really, I I guess the only thing that I could say that I have an opinion about, um, as far as Lil, Lil Nas X is concerned is I hope that, um, I hope that he continues to be thoughtful in the way that he executes his artistry and evolves. Um, and I hope that getting an award like this continues to inspire him to do his best artistically, uh, whatever that means for him. But I really have no idea about him or his fans. I'm going to be honest with
1: you.
2: (laughs) All right. Uh, Auntie Coco, Um, are you here for for the Hall of Fame? It sounds like a participation award to me. Uh, Um, oh. okay. I'm not like, no, I'm just being honest. It it could be because I'm not in his generation, I don't listen to his music. The music that I have heard, it didn't touch me. It didn't do anything to me. I don't it didn't know. touch you? No, it did not. <laughs> it didn't, it, I don't even know what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, But maybe I'm just not into it enough to care what he's saying. Um, but I'm just looking at the the other people who, you know, got the award and Mariah Carey and the Osley and the Brothers and, you know, the Neptunes. I'm just trying to see where he fits into that. Not that he needs to fit into that category, but what work have you really put in? Like, uh, that's, uh, that, that's, but, you know, like I say, I don't listen to his music, so he might be out there doing the damn thing, but I'm just, I mean, he just got popular, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, during the pandemic, to be honest, that Old Town Road took them kids up and through there. You get <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, your kids love that song. um, So, that ain't his song. So, but anyway,
1: yeah,
2: all I'm Congratulations to him. Hopefully, it does inspire him to be better. You know, he grows, whatever that means to him. But yeah, that's my take on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like the song, like on the old town road, had a chokehold on every elementary school across <laughs> the country. Yes. um But that kind of goes to another point. That you're honoring him for his lyrics and songwriting, but nobody was really paying attention to the lyrics because. Mm-hmm. Old Town Road is not something children should have been even listening to. (laughs) Um, When they ended up breaking down the lyrics and realizing he was talking about all kind of debaucherous shit, Mm -hmm. they were like, damn, like it had a nice little uh, kid-friendly sounding chorus, (laughs) which is what got them. But that was not a song for children. And then when people realized that they got mad at him, and he was like, shit, it ain't my fault. Y'all should have been reading the lyrics. And really paying attention. So I'm wondering, is anybody really paying attention to the lyrics that we honoring him for? Or is it just because you know,
2: Mm.
1: it was just so popular? I don't know. Um, Like y'all said, he ain't at the top of my playlist. He ain't even on my playlist. Period. Um, But I do know that he has had some inspiration over the LGBTQ plus community. Um... I don't know. I, I just don't like pulling the trigger too early on some things, because it could go left. But hey, you know, I wouldn't turn down the award if I was him. Right. I, I'd be right <laughs> up yep. here thanking God and everybody else for writing <laughs> uh satanic lyrics and whatever else. I'm done. <laughs> that I had going That'd be so funny to me when people be like so, like, debaucherous and simple in their music, and then the first person they thank is who. I'm done. I'm like, God help you write that. Right. I I shot him in the head and then his eyeball came out. I'm done. Thank God for helping me write this song.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He was not the motivation behind that. I don't know to me, I just feel like he does I don't know. That whole pregnancy thing to promote his album, that just threw me. Like that I was never a fan, but I know I would never be one. Like I would because of that, I just didn't feel like I don't know. I looked at that as like you don't joke about that. Like you don't joke about you know you just don't joke about that, you know, and you all in the bathroom on the toilet, you know, just I don't know. That just put a bad taste in my mouth for him. Um, because I just don't like I don't want no man to joke about, you know, pregnancy because that's not a joke. People <laughs> <laughs> well, women and children like men men are
1: always inserting themselves. In, in the subject of pregnancy um, and carrying babies, mm-hmm. oh. um, they even want to, you know, control the laws around it, so not surprised, but I try to separate that from his music and songwriting as it pertains to this award, so I don't know, like I said, if I was him, I ain't turning it down, I'm still taking the award, and y'all can see how y'all want to feel about it, but we'll see, we'll see if he, if he lives up to the hype, because only time will tell. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom definitely told us that this um, blessing was coming. Rihanna uh, welcomes her baby boy into the world. Kirby, what do you think about this? Um, This is the richest uh, baby, I think they say right now. Yeah, super
0: excited for Rihanna. And, you know, now don't get me wrong, I still stand firm in how I feel about About uh, the circumstances, but I'm just really excited that that young man got here safely. Um, Mm -hmm. Always here for healthy Black births. Mm -hmm. Um, Really excited to see um, how this turns out for her. She's talked a lot about um, figuring out balance in her life and knowing that bringing um, a child Mm -hmm. into, you know, into the conversation, into the throes of life. Um, that is going to challenge her ability to balance things, but she often she is often referred back to her mother's um, strength and resilience in raising three children with m- way fewer resources than Rihanna has at her disposal. And at the end of the day, I mean, you know, you got your businesses, girl, but you also have a great opportunity, which is something that I want all Black women to consider, is figuring out how to curate your life at whatever level you're at. Mm-hmm. So, I appreciate her for being a shining example of that. Um And glad, like I said, that that young man made it here healthy um, and that he's going to have an enjoyable life and parents that love him and are attentive to him. But also, uh, hopefully, uh, like we always talk about, Nick, uh, we're going to do better. Hopefully is raised in a manner uh, that he won't go out here and ruin some young black lady's life.
1: Basically, Mm -hmm. I mean... I just don't want a bunch of a bunch of y'all to, to see Rihanna and think y'all can do the same thing. <laughs> um, you know, just I, I just Oh Lord, less baby showers, more weddings, please, please, please. Like
0: <laughs> they might be married, you know. There's been a, a rumor um after that video came out um where uh he had a girl in his mouth that said, Marry me. Um, and then I think she had a girl in that said I do or something like that. So you know. I'm not hating if she didn't do the whole like helicopters over my wedding and stuff. Like they did something quiet. I hope that that is the case. Cause you know how we feel here about like, as you Nick was saying, all these baby showers and no wedding. So, you know, I hope that they, I hope that that is what they did. That is also like legally prudent, even for the sake of your child. But you know, again, grown people do what they want to do. So, but I hope mm-hmm. the rumor is true.
1: Grown people do what y'all want to do. Um, but I think, and, and for those of you who are like, oh, marriage, uh, whatever. But it's just about establishing strong foundations and family units. Um, because so many times we, we don't see family units. Mm-hmm. We, just, we just have people out here having kids. Um, but it's a lot easier for a billionaire to just have a kid than for us hundredaires and thousandaires to just be out here having kids. Girl, there. You you know what I mean? Um, Zero air. Right. (laughs) It's kind of empty air. So it's full of air. That's all that's in there. Um, So, you know, just being careful and not not putting yourself in positions to struggle and take the vow of poverty um, when you don't have to. You can set yourself up and your children that you want to have up for success instead of failure and struggle. Um, all right, you know, but but glad the baby was born healthy. Hope the baby, you know, continues to be healthy, happy, and and has all kind of wonderful uh, traits. And I'm sure that we'll start seeing pictures and find out the name because I know that's what everybody want to know is what is the baby's name. Probably fancy <laughs> <laughs> baby. Um. All right. Well from babies coming to lawsuits. <laughs> um, poor teachers are mad as hell. They say they were fired from their private school. This is not a public school, private school, y'all. And they said they're, they're, they were retaliated against because they called out racism. Basically, they called out a pattern of the school's um, administration being terminated, all the black administrators being terminated and replaced with white people to put it simply. Um, They saw it happening on a a small scale. And then before you know it, it just, every black administrator was replaced by a white person. Um, They decided they don't like this and they gonna sue. Um, What do you guys think? Do you think that they're overdoing it? Do you think that this is really racially motivated? Have y'all ever experienced anything like this where it was basically like a, a a overhaul of getting the the blacks out and moving the whites own in Kirby. You know,
0: I'm as I was reading, you know, one of the resources that we have for this, uh, it was noted that the purge of the black administrators actually happened after a group of parents sent a letter to the community criticizing what they consider political and ideological persuasion in the curriculum um, after replacement of uh, a long time head of the school. Um, the parents were basically saying that the diversity program amounts to, quote, critical race theory dressed up in sheep's clothing, which is like, okay, white people, y'all think that critical <laughs> race, race theory is... <laughs> the big bad wolf like coming to eat your little piggies and take a little red right all the little white red and hoods uh to i don't know to magic city to get wings and possibly get put on the pole like y'all are really really (laughs) it is like comical how you react to things that you don't understand (laughs) like but i mean you know you all have a history of that um and it says here, Mr. League, he was said he was fired as a part of a pattern of discrimination against Blacks, but the Academy said he was terminated for performance and dropping enrollment. The Academy also viewed all four teachers as ringleaders in the opposition, according to the complaint, and told them on several occasions to forget the past. Like, so let's also start with the fact that, okay, this is a private school. This is probably a private school in a, clearly, and it says it's in Pittsburgh, probably a very <laughs> racist area. So, like, this is not a surprise to me, but, like, y'all are out here making it seem like these teachers sharing information that is factual and and has historical evidence associated with it is somehow teaching your kids uh, something negative. Um, I Keep hearing about all these white people, like, I don't want my children uh, to feel bad about being white. Okay no one actually said that your kids need to feel bad about being white but they do need to know about what their history is the part that you all refuse to teach them at home mm-hmm. these are not things that are you know sprung out of nowhere like this is information that's actually in the books that your forefathers and some of your contemporaries have written so don't be mad at the truth i am proud of those administrator uh, those administrators and teachers who were being honest with their students. Um, at the same time, this is also a private school, and because I'm a, a, a citizen who believes um, in private schools, at the end of the day, this may not be the place where y'all need to stand on a, on a hill and try to die on it. Um, just maybe even as a, as a black community around that school, pull the children out, all the black um, staff and administrators go ahead and leave and move on. I know it's hard to potentially start another school for yourselves, but look at your options because clearly this is not a place for, for, for growth and for, root, and for placing roots uh, academically for black people.
1: Um, great points there, because I think some people were looking at this from a scope of public school and understanding that public school and private schools operate totally differently. Um, Auntie Kaylee, what are your thoughts on this one?
2: Um,
3: I mean, I think it's trifling. Um, I think they have a, a valid suit. I hope mm-hmm. they win. I hope they get millions. Um, <laughs> I mean, this—that's right. That is, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm all, I'm all. But I mean, for the school <laughs> those uh, the four administrators were fired for failing grades. Uh, really, don't blame us for the failing grades, even if that's even true. Um, and then also decree, uh Based on the sounds of that letter that the parents wrote, um, I wonder if in the hirings. Ooh. Don't need to be looking at the community. Not. Um. But yeah, to tell the teachers like to that they need to forget the past. And also I read an article uh that they were encouraged to sides of the story or you know of history. Um, in African American classes. If African American classes, then what are we uh-huh. supposed to be forgetting? And what other I mean, <laughs> that that is the most uh yeah, appropriate setting where where everyone should be learning their history. History and how it impacted the African-American community. Um, the only thing that I was confused by was are asking for lost wages and reading, And yeah, I was just like, why? Why would you want to? Um, doesn't sound like a supportive uh, environment. Doesn't sound like an environment. And I'm not saying give up. Right? School that those lessons, they, I mean, all those kids need those lessons, but there might be some kids who are actually and, and want all that information um, in the full story, um, but to me, if it's um, if I can't teach what I want. When I've been, you know, teaching and doing this for years, and I'm educating, I got my degrees. I mean, you don't deserve me. So those are my thoughts. I wouldn't want to go back. My money.
1: I say, get these people exactly what they want, and teach it from the other side i i would I would do exactly that i would i would teach it from the side of greedy angry racist hateful abusive um men and women who uh went and enslaved an entire group of people to do the work that they don't do and didn't want to do so that they could come up in a new country and when those people stop working for free they continue to call them lazy i would I would tell if i w- i would give them exactly what they want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm going to teach it exactly from the other side. You're absolutely right. Let, let, I, I don't I don't necessarily have to teach it from the person getting hit. Let me teach it from the person doing the hitting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let me do that. Let me let me talk about, you know, about how let me tell it from the side of the rapists Right. And, and how they continue and, and where they were in their mind why they they stripped and raped black women and and children and men. In front of their families mm-hmm. and in front of strangers you know what? You're right. We do need to start teaching yeah. it from the other perspective. You're absolutely right. Let's so let's, let's, do uh, this. let's, let's, let's let me teach it from the side of the people spitting at Ruby Bridges as the little girl was just trying to walk to school. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. We need to start being more yeah, sensitive. Let's so, those passages in, their, journals send out in their diary. There you go. Let's let's read some of those aloud in class. Let's uh let me they let talk me throw about some screenshots of white people throughout <laughs> history in these events. And y'all go ahead and pick out your family members and friends. Oh, please Come back <laughs> in. You know, pick out your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, and your parents. Let's let's highlight them and let's talk to them about what was going on at this time. You know, we see you throwing mm-hmm. rocks at little black children right here. Tell us your perspective, because we we don't give. You a chance to speak. Let's do that. <laughs> Keep I'm the all for the it. Pass. I'm just saying, you know, be careful what you ask for. Yeah. Because either way, it don't look good. Right. Um. Something else that somebody felt didn't look good was Beyonce. Beehive, hold on. We don't want <laughs> no trouble. We don't
2: want no smoke.
1: <laughs> but uh, recently, and I don't know what brought this up, um, but the story about Beyonce and Sean Paul doing "Baby Boy." Y'all remember that song? "Baby Boy," you say on my mind. It's one of my favorites.
2: Um, that's my top. The film "Fantasy." Thing.
1: Beyonce going solo. That was one of her um early projects, um, with her going solo from Destiny's Child. Well. Apparently, back during that time, the dating rumors of Sean Paul and Beyonce really bothered Beyonce. And according to Sean Paul, um, reminiscent on that time, Beyonce actually confronted him um, about it. Now, the song was super popular, but despite its success and popularity, they actually only performed the song together three times, if you can believe that. Like, as big as the song was, they only performed together three times. Um, and part of that was because Sean Paul feels that Beyonce, either her Jay-Z, or her manager, who was her father back then, Matthew knows, kind of shut it down because of the rumors. Um, he said Beyonce um one time confronted him and just said, Look, those rumors really affect my career. I just want you to know that. And his response was, Well, they don't affect mine. <laughs> And I guess she (laughs) didn't like that very much. Um, He even talked about a time where he went on stage and his microphone wasn't on. And how embarrassing that was during one of their performances together. Like It was kind of like a power move, like, all right, we can shut you down. Um, And then another time where they were supposed to perform together and all of a sudden he heard the sound check going on without him and they were like, yeah, we don't need you. So uh he said that he felt like he was friends with Jay-Z for a long time and if if Jay-Z had a problem with it then they could talk about it but he wasn't really interested in talking to I guess Beyonce about it so uh what do y'all think was this interesting to you like this little blast from the past do you think um Beyonce had a reason to be upset do y'all think it was because of her career or her relationship and who do you think was really behind kind of shutting down the Performances and, and the baby boy whole thing. Uh, Kirby?
0: I have no idea. I feel like that was a big machine, and so some <laughs> people could probably do whatever, and the thing that they wanted to do as related to Beyonce, she was a commodity and still is a commodity to them. And that's kind of what stands out to me in this story more so than the story itself is like... I understand, like, hashtag protect Black women, like, it's kind of a a little bit uh, in the wedges of this conversation, but it also feels like this very, like, predatory overprotectiveness that we've seen out of Jay-Z and out of Matthew Knowles, in a way, Um, and to a degree, even maybe a competition between the two, as relates to the adoration and attentiveness that... uh, that they were trying, they were seeking out of out of Beyonce. Um, at the same time, she's grown; she's her own woman. So obviously, she was able to step to Sean and be on some rah rah shit. And he was like, I'm sure "I don't care." So <laughs> um, you know, it just seemed like, okay, here we are with the shits. Um, I feel like Beyonce probably would fight a dude um, contrary to popular belief. So I wouldn't be surprised if they had like a little. Little, little, little situation like she was like, All right, look look now. And after he didn't listen to her, she was like, All right, well, daddy Jay, get him. Like it was kind of one of those type of situations. So (laughs) you end up getting embarrassed behind the situation. It's unfortunate, sir.
1: (laughs) Coco,
2: one thing a man gonna do is write his goddamn mouth. They just (laughs) talk, (laughs) they just be talking about absolutely nothing. First of all, I read the article. You know, because I really don't believe, I, I believe he's putting um 20 on 10 with the whole situation mm-hmm. um, because you, they asked you, did y'all ever hook up? The first thing you said was, no, but I wish we did. She's beautiful. That's why, like, that's why she shut you down because you're being a weirdo. All mm-hmm. you had to say was, no, it was never nothing like that. I don't know where the rumors came in at that's it go like i'm here to talk about my career like i'm not here to talk about what y'all think happened between me and beyonce because nothing happened but what he do feed into it because one thing a man gonna do is just talk they just run their mouth they go honestly um (laughs) like no for real like she didn't need you like she she didn't need you she she don't need you obviously so it's like who really is out here fishing trying to bring up something old Like, nobody has been (laughs) Paul calling Beyonce hooking up in years. Who's nobody? After that little song came out, first of all, y'all didn't even shoot the video together. So when would y'all have time to hook up? You didn't record it together. You didn't shoot the video together. So when would y'all have have time to hook up? All you had to say was, no, I didn't hook up with her. I don't know where that comes from. this, that and the third. But no, I wish I did. She's beautiful. I mean, it was a sexy song with sexy people and sexy rumors. Like, you're being a cheese ball. <laughs> you're being a cheese ball. Like, I can't stand, like, you're corny, my guy. Like, I don't know. But I'm just think. I really yeah. think nobody asked him that. I really think he brought it up, and I really think he just wanted to get some attention. But people should know, like, getting attention off Beyonce and Jay-Z, that's not the way you want to go. Because they're going to blackball your ass. if they, Like, they don't like that. You get what I'm saying? And the beehive, something wrong with them. We like y'all, but something wrong with y'all. You know what I'm saying? So... I don't know if that's the right way to go. I really think he did the I really think he did the interview to be relevant because I'm still trying to figure out why we're we talking about that. Cause nobody even cares. Nobody asks you that. And that's just my take on
1: it. Well, <laughs> one um thing I can tell you is if you want to get pissed off, try to step with somebody from Jamaica with some serious shit. Yeah. They're gonna play you to the left like, you know, what you worried about? It's all good and you just gonna get angrier. But I can also say if there is one group of women, a group of people who can uh, counter that with some shit, it's Southern women. (laughs) Because we know how to get shit done. So I think Beyonce tried to step to him, you know, on on, on a professional tip. He played it to the left. Something I didn't like was that undertone of, I ain't going to talk to you, but if he's a friend, I'll talk to him. No, it's not about Jay Z. It's about me, right. my career. Fuck Jay Z. This ain't got shit to do with him. Um, and I don't like that undertone of, mm-hmm. you know, men who do that. That only if a man is offended or if he have a problem, then I, I, you know, then I'll address it. No, I have an issue. I'm the one who worked with you. I'm the one who's being talked about, not him. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't like that. Um, but at, at the end of the day, um Sean Paul found out what happens when you fuck with black women who know how to move mm-hmm. because she didn't even have to say shit else to you. She just turned your microphone <laughs> off and limited <laughs> your uh your your accessibility and, and you didn't get to capitalize anymore. And who's more successful
2: to just <laughs> still
1: perform the song
2: without you?
1: Perform it. it to the point where people don't even think about you with the song. Um, Because I remember he was, I forgot what award show he said it was. He was sitting in the audience and then they, you know, the song came on, Beyonce came out and performed it. And he said Paris Hilton was sitting behind him, tapped him on the shoulder and said, "Uh, ain't you supposed to be up there? (laughs) And how embarrassed he was. But see, that's what you get. Because had you handled that the right way, you would have been up there with her. You know what I mean, but you 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 did too damn much, or not or not enough maybe, and handled it the wrong way, and that's why you sit in the audience watching your own fucking song <laughs> getting performed without you, and nobody cares. Yeah. Mm. One thing about
3: Beyonce, she's always had a very carefully crafted public persona. For sure. And had an issue with all of that and shut it right down. I mean, we didn't even know her and AZ were married. I mean, they're not married, but together. Well, we didn't know when they got married. Didn't know they were together, like, for years. Like, she's just right. really, mm-hmm. she don't play with her personal life, like, at all. So, yeah,
1: that's what yeah. She, yeah. she did way too much work to do that, carefully craft that, like you said, for, you know, somebody to be over here playing with her name. And, you know, they do that whole thing where it's like they like those rumors because mm-hmm. it helped his career. Like he mm-hmm. said, he ain't hurt mine. Yeah, because it look good what you're trying to get with a Beyonce, but Beyonce don't need you, and she doesn't want to be known for her relationships. She want to be respected for her work. Mm. Well, all right. An artist who I don't think give a fuck about being respected, Kodak Black. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: yeah, I mean, he don't, for me, he don't guys. care
1: about being respected or respecting others.
2: Yeah, it's the Florida
1: no. Um... I, like, I, everything in me just... I know Kodak Black never grew up watching, like, Barney or Lamb Chops. Because, like, none of those basic, like, values that we learn from those shows is in him. Because
0: it's Lamb Chops, sing along where kids come to.
1: Like, it, it's not in him. Like, I know he never sang to clean up, clean up everybody everywhere. So... <laughs> like, I know it deep in my shining eye. Anyway... Um, y'all know he's always doing crazy stuff, and we usually don't talk about him too much. But um he recently started, I guess, this debate um online because he tweeted or or he uh posted, I like KFC over Popeye's shrug emoji. I wanna point out that he used the white people or the yellow shrug emoji, not the black people shrug emoji. Of course he did. I'm done. Cause I know he got issues with being black, but um, yeah, I guess people, you know, got got into this and mad and people have very um very strong opinions over this KFC Popeyes debate. So we I, I just gotta ask the aunties, which one are you? KFC or Popeyes? Coco, I'll start with you.
2: Um, I am not. That's my grandma. Like Uh. Like nobody tops her fried chicken, nothing that she cooks, you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I'm I'm I'ma go with Nana. Um but no, if I had to choose, it would definitely be Popeye's. Um, because KFC chicken too soft for me. It just
1: Got you. Auntie Kaylee, which one you got? K- KFC or Popeye's? Uh, definitely
3: Popeye's. Um, that man hates himself. Obviously, <laughs> uh, This is just further evidence of that. Well, um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess he's used to to eating unseasoned or not properly seasoned food. Um, that's the only, only thing I could think of why you would prefer that. Or if like KFC was just so convenient and like that's all he had access to. Um, but I mean, now you're a millionaire. Like, so step your palate up, you know what I'm saying? Um, I saw a Barstool's uh, interview with him, Bar- <laughs> Barstool Sports, and it was the most, like, just, it was so odd. It was so odd and so random. And I had never or had never seen an interview with Kodak Black. But um, I was intrigued. I'm not going to lie. I'd had to watch it a lot of times because it was just, he's a really interesting person. I don't understand him or his existence,
1: um, other than that he is very problematic. Yeah, he, he definitely is. I remember the day a kid told me that was his favorite rapper. Help us. And I was no, like, us! No. it literally all made sense. I was like, oh. Okay. Like, that's your favorite rapper? Okay. Okay. And he had musical aspirations. I was like, Lord Jesus. This is who you emulating. We in trouble. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay, Auntie Kirby, what you got? KFC or Popeyes? So this this
0: this requires a little bit of a story for me because, okay. um, I've I grew with my grandparents, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh oh. There's all kinds of <laughs> things happening over here. Okay, I grew with my grandparents and. Um, I they loved KFC. Um and after that it was churches cuz just on some Atlanta shit like Popeyes was not popular in Atlanta in the 90s. uh, that I recall. Um y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. Um if uh in cold, I don't know if there's Popeyes on the East side in the 90s but I don't remember Popeyes being a popular chicken choice. No, it was KFC back then. Yes, yeah, definitely they definitely KFC. But before Popeyes was even an option, I had trouble with KFC. I ate the KFC because my grandparents, <laughs> that's what they liked.
1: And churches. Churches was bad yeah.
0: Churches was actually good and it's still good. And it's still them same ostrich wings that they've been serving there since 1999. Uh you know, the joke at churches is you can get a 250 piece chicken uh meal for $2.50. Uh, there's a reason because those are Those are not chickens. Um, But it's still (laughs) wonderful. It's the most greasiest chicken on the market. But we were talking about Popeye's and KFC. KFC, to me, was only good for them Popeye's, them biscuits, the coleslaw, and the wedges. And they used to have these strawberry cream parfaits um, that were second to none as far as fast food dessert dining is concerned. But the chicken was just never that deep. I would have rather my grandmother fried her chicken to Auntie Coco's point cuz my grandmother used to brine her chicken in a salt uh, a salt water buttermilk bath and then use plain flour cuz it's like it gets in and breaks down the muscle. It's all real juicy and crispy like or you know the old school put something in some lard. Everything in lard tastes good. Like I, that would have been so much better than KFC. So when I saw that Kodak was saying that he like KFC over Popeyes. I was like, oh, this makes it all make sense. Like you genuinely are a demon. Them eleven herbs and spices <laughs> is not, um, it, it's 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 probably one herb. Racism. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know Colonel Colonel Sanders. Have y'all have y'all seen him? Um, and this also makes me think. Okay, well this makes sense because you know Kodak was standing around trying to uh, kowtow to Trump at one point. I was like, oh okay. You like white daddies. You like white racist, like slave owner daddies. So, all right, that's your thing, sir. Also, let's just keep it a hundo schmundo. Like, that crispity crunch and those those Cajun flavors that are into in the batter of Popeyes is so much better. It's so much tastier. It's so much more fulfilling like they're little crispy wings I can, I can eat like six of them at a time honey hot sauce any combination like I don't understand like like I said KFC it was everything but the chicken that was good like the chicken pie pie but uh, no KFC's not good Kodak Black but then again you're you know based on your, your track record you're not very good either so I guess you would you know
1: like huh? something disgusting like that well damn I mean, I kind of agree. Like, I, I like, um, I, I would prefer Popeye's chicken, but I do prefer uh, KFC biscuits. Yeah, KFC biscuits are really good. Like, they're very
0: fluffy and dense at the same time.
1: Yeah, I, I think I prefer that kind of biscuit over the little harder biscuit. Yeah, because
0: you're going to choke in the goddamn
1: Popeye's biscuit. And I love it. I want to choke every
0: time. Give me some honey and get it warm, I some extra to butter, butter on top. Yes, choke me.
1: <laughs> I love them biscuits at I mean, like, yeah, if you ever want to torture somebody, I'll make you eat, like, three Popeye's biscuits with no nothing to drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, cinnamon challenge, because that's basically what you're doing
1: at that point. i going to end it all gonna end it all that is just pure (laughs) torture um but yeah so but uh, i mean it's what do we expect anything else from kodak i mean the women he with would prefer the the wet ass kfc chicken (laughs) that's that's what they would want right kfc chicken is Uh. wet i never know that's why i don't like
0: it you can't it's not like it look crunchy on the outside but it's It's really not
1: it's wet. It's soggy. Because it's pressure cooked. Yeah, no. It's soggy. You know, it's like soggy cereal.
0: <sighs> nah, soggy cereal
1: better than KFC chicken. Shit. It is what it is, bro. You wouldn't buy. You wouldn't buy your cereal soggy. Nah, you're right. You have a point. You are <laughs>
0: accurate. Okay. I would not. I would not. Like just like if it was like okay, there's nothing else to eat. I'm at a one a, a rural family member's house and, and we got buckets of KFC, yeah. But also where Big Mama at? Like I need I need some regular fried shit. Like we could have done this ourselves.
1: Pretty much. I mean, but we, we don't expect too much more from Kodak Black. Um <sighs> but but to Auntie Kelly's point, he is a very interesting person. I mean, I ain't gonna knock his hustle,
0: but no, thank you.
1: Like it, it, if I if I come past an interview with him, I'm probably gonna watch it. And it's like that weird. <laughs> uh, Why are you doing this to yourself?
0: He scares me. I can't watch his interviews anymore. He
1: he's he's a very interesting person. And it, and what's so crazy is like as much as I try to understand him, I can't. But but I keep right. trying.
3: I, I don't know if he's serious. <laughs> I don't know if it's a joke. I don't I don't know. I don't know if he's like brilliant or if he's like I, don't, like, know. I don't know. And I can't <laughs> tell. Like.
1: I keep waiting on him to come out. Like y'all remember how like Lil John back in the day um, used to yes. like be like so wild and hey hey <laughs> hey, and then he'd come out and be like actually the square root of you know and it's like <laughs> wow this is how you really talk like he's really really a nerd he's really intelligent he's very well spoken and is real but, but like he yeah. knows how to like turn on that character mm-hmm. and and turn up and so i'll be waiting on kodak black to switch it up and like fall out of character because people do like michael jackson they said michael jackson you know he talks in a really low Really small okay. Whispering voice, but it was like Michael Jackson really cold. Like, like he really sound like a black dude. It's like, YouTube
0: videos, like where he be or they say that like he'd be slipping up and jumping from his black accent to whatever that was he was giving the world.
1: Yeah, or, or like <laughs> when he answered the phone, he would answer like himself, and then he would realize, like, oh shoot, and switch it up um to the whisper voice. So it's like these people be having their real voices and personas, and then they put on what they need to do. To make money and to you know <laughs> please the world, so I be waiting on Kodak to switch it up and be like, just kidding, y'all. I really ain't ignorant. I'm really smart. I just want to make a lot of money real quick, and now I'm gonna go back to being normal and get all these tattoos off my face. Like I be waiting, <laughs> but I might be waiting forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't hold so your breath. I still say fuck Kodak because he's a sexual predator allegedly.
0: That's alleged,
1: yeah. okay, Dude, no. I mean I'm gonna say alleged because I don't know if it's been uh proven in a court of law. So I'm gonna say allegedly, but um, like Cat Williams said, don't nobody tell the same lie on you for 20 years. Ah! And, you know, you <laughs> keep, keep saying the same thing. I mean, like, all right, what's going on?
2: And you know what? The craziest part is, women still gonna go to his room. They are yeah. gonna talk Ugh. to him. Not you got one time to tell me somebody a creep. Sorry, I don't you know. <sighs> You're right. They keep having his babies because he just bought his uh most recent baby mama a push gift. Oh Lord
1: Jesus. He's not
3: remotely attractive. Like he
1: just he looks like uh, like a creature, like a he look know. like the racist cartoons they used to draw. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. He is a he walking You know, and they have like the big he braids is. with the bows and the yes. big teeth and the big lips and the red. like That's what he look like. Ooh. He has become a caricature. A, a racist caricature. Jesus. Oh. That's what he look like. And he want to add to it by singing and dancing. Yeah, You know, all this craziness. Trump I don't like black skin women. Trump Ooh.
2: saved my life. Without Trump, I'd still be a crazy. Trump
0: did this, Trump did that. Yeah, like, all right. Okay. Yeah. That's just like when Nixon had folks posing with him, Reagan was posing with people, like, ooh.
1: Let me hold some black babies.
0: Yeah, let me hold some black babies. Let me look like I rode through the hood for five minutes. It's just uh, the political theater of it all. And while
1: we on this, uh, Joe Biden, don't think we gonna forgot about your punk ass either.
3: <laughs> look.
1: Because
2: you're going to pay what you owe. And that's on who? Period. Mary had a little lamb. Come <laughs> <laughs> on now. You,
1: the next don't forget we gonna... don't forgot about you.
2: I feel like America
0: is paying child support to we... Ukraine at this point.
1: Yeah.
0: This is
3: this is like Ooh. this is ridiculous.
0: Like we
1: in arrears, right? With child support, <laughs> come at our ass. Like then we just pay? Damn. Gotta pay again. How we going to take care of
2: ourselves?
1: Shit, we not. Well, I need a paternity test because I don't think this baby is mine.
0: It probably take five grand to fix a pie hole in Atlanta. <laughs> y'all can't get us five grand times, I don't know, a hundred, but y'all got $33 billion to just hand over to another. All right, cool. It is what it is. Um make, but make just, sense.
1: just just... Put that out there. Uncle Joe, we ain't forgot about you, your ass. We still got a good eye on you.
0: Exactly. So again, y'all vote on Tuesday, May Please. 24th. Because Y'all vote yeah. with
1: your silly fingers out. When you vote, put your silly fingers out to the ballot and say, till you do right by me, everything you think about gonna fail. Vote Stacey Abrams. <laughs> there it is. All right, y'all. Well, that's the menu. Okay. That was some good commentary right there, aunties. I appreciate it. It's time for the bottom of the show, I guess, before we move on. Kirby, let them know, what is the current book of the month? So for
0: May 2022, we are reading A Lover's Truce by Kellen M. Parham. Uh, He was an amazing member of a poetry troupe called the neo Century Souls Poetry Troupe at Georgia Southern. Um, (laughs) Listen... Um, we are very fond of this young man. He has always been a really great writer. Um, and A Lover's Truce is actually our first book of poetry that we featured as the book of the month here on the Extra Crispy Extra Web Podcast. So excited for him, this being one of his first releases um, and sharing his creative gift with the world. Um, and also an opportunity for everyone to get connected with how they feel love, how they enjoy love, how love has hurt them, and how love has made them grow. So definitely get yourself a copy of A Lover's Truce by Kellen M. Parham, the Extra Crispy Extra Web Extra crispy, extra wet podcast book of the month for May 2022 is available on all platforms, um, Audible, Amazon, etc. Um, so yeah, check that out. Something to uh, to nibble on for the rest of the month.
1: There it is. I'm going to give my same piece of advice to you guys who are always saying that you can't think of creative dates or dates that aren't too expensive um, for the cost of this book, which is which is not an expensive book. You can get it on Amazon. Get two copies of the book two copies of the book, okay? And you gift it to this young lady um, or ladies, if you're dating another young lady or a young man and you want to do the same, gift the other book to the other person. Each of you highlight highlight your favorite um, poems. Maybe say your top five poems in the book. Highlight it and y'all get back together and discuss it. You can do this over coffee, you guys. It doesn't even have to be expensive, but discuss your favorite um, poems in the book and why you like them. This is a great way to, to see if somebody's intellectually yoked with you. Oh, talk about it, girl. <laughs> I, just jerked, I just jerked
0: forward when you said they intellectually yoked. I'm huh? just
1: saying, being intellectually yoked is a thing. If you are into um, reading and and, and, and language and, and and art, and you want to see if somebody's there with you and, and where they go with things this is a great way to do that have a coffee have a picnic have a lunch if you want you know or or, or or if you're a couple this is a great you know date night in type of activity you can do um to enjoy a wonderful book of poetry and and do something a little bit different and if you have trouble with conversation this should start your conversation so that's just my little tip for a date for you guys um it's time for the bottom of the show. Y'all know we like to do our let goes. Um, if you go get your food, you take it home, you're excited to eat it, you open up and your fries ain't even hot. You gotta do a return. We like to call them let goes. Kirby, I know you had a let go for the week.
0: Yeah, let go of other people's expectations of you. Um, as, as I'm going on my own journey of freeing myself of the, the strong back black woman, Kate. Um, that is one of the things that has been in my purview. Um, one problem that I know that I've had over the course of my life is trying to live up to other people's expectations of me, their perception and their ideas of me, versus allowing my own North Star to guide me, my behavior, my decision-making, how I love myself, how I tend to, uh, and how I tend to my needs. And so this is something that's been coming up, uh, this idea that... Um, other people's perception or ideas of me is is perfect and it is uh, admirable and aspirational um, when in fact there's nothing aspirational or admirable about seeking to be something or an image that you did not create for yourself. So Mm. that's what I would say I'm letting go of this week, other people's expectations of me. And I would admonish others to let go of expectations of, others' expectations of you. And really, really get in touch with who you are and your identity and how that can inform what type of life you build for yourself uh, so that you don't end up building a jail um, or a cage out of someone else's ideas about you.
1: Hmm. I feel that. Other people's expectations of you. Let it go. Let it go. A word. You expect me to be perfect. I'm going to fall short each time. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Anybody else got any last-minute Legos? All right. We're going to go on to that good old to-go box. Y'all know what that is. When you go get your food or you might be at that good old cookout or get together and they got extra food, you got a little leftovers, you got to wrap it up in that good old aluminum foil or that styrofoam plate you take home, put it in the refrigerator, eat on it a little bit later. We like to call that our to-go box, something we want to leave you with. All right, y'all. Who is it? Uh, Coco, was that your uh, to-go box?
2: Mm-mm, that's yours. That's yours. Sure. Oh, Okay, I'm the
1: only <laughs> one in the to-go box. Okay, so I want to give y'all um, two things in this to-go box. One is handle your business. Okay, um, just short, simple, and sweet. Just handle your business. I'm so tired of hearing people talk so much cash money shit about who they are what they are how they gonna do what they gonna do and you're not even handling the bottom basics of your business mm-hmm. okay you want to go on trips but your light bill ain't paid
2: mm-hmm. oh.
1: how you gonna do that you gonna come back and be in the dark, player? dark title, motherfucker. you know you you tell somebody you want to take them out on a date but you don't have no car and where's the transportation coming in okay we just got to handle our business guys um the other thing i want to leave in a to-go box is remembering your legacy um every day you you're working your legacy what will you be known for what will you be remembered for if today was your last day breathing on this planet what would your legacy be because what I see a lot of, especially with the death of a certain person recently, is that people, for some reason, have this feeling that when somebody is dead, you can no longer speak truthfully about them. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where this notion came from, because that's the legacy you left. Mm-hmm. Because see, when, when, when we speak truthfully in positive terms, people have no problem. Mm-hmm. But when we speak truthfully and it is negative, in nature all of a sudden people say oh don't speak ill of the dead well the dead when they was alive didn't have no problem being ill towards other people Just the the left. okay that's the, what they say if this the bed you made you gotta what lay in, lay in it
2: mm-hmm. so
1: go lay down <laughs> that's where we at so i <laughs> I want everybody to be very conscious and cognizant of the legacy you are building every day. Mm-hmm. That goes to the type of way, the way you speak to people and treat people, and speak and treat yourself. Um, the type of work you do, what you leave behind, your footprint is everything that you do.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: The, the the for those of y'all out here having children that you're not taking care of, that's your legacy. Having children in multiple homes, that's your legacy. Not providing that's your legacy, financial illiteracy that's your legacy. All of y'all who I ride by in your yard ain't cut, that's your legacy. Come on, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Everybody everybody with broke blinds on your windows, that's your legacy. And I, I say these things jokingly, but it goes to show your priority and how you take care of things and how you feel about yourself. I don't understand how you walk past a yard full of weeds growing every day and don't understand the need to have it cut or to cut. Mm. Because that's indicative of your life. You have weeds growing all over your life Mm. and you're you're not seeing the need to cut it. And and to put weed, what is it called? Weed and feed down so these things stop occurring.
2: Because baby, if I pull up to your house, Grass ain't been cut. I'm judging you. Your blinds broke.
1: I'm judging you. I'm, a- I'm, I'm judging you. Is dirty. I'm judging you and I'm riding right on by. I'm not walking through all these goddamn weeds okay, to, to get to you and that's what we need to start doing in life. It's a, a, it, it's a direct reflection of that. You walking through weeds to get the people know they need to clear that shit out if you want people coming over there where you at. Come on, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, you know what? I'm gonna go lay down for real because that just knocked me out.
1: I'm just saying like, and, and so handle your business that goes to that. Remember you are building your legacy every day. And on the flip side of that corn, everyone else remember if you choose to walk through them weeds to get to that person and that's on you. That's why your ankles going to be itching and shit. Mm, come on, we'll talk about it. <laughs> that's you what you like do.
0: everywhere
1: If you are a witness to the legacy this person is building and, and it ain't right, but you decide to be a part of it. That's on YouTube. Mm. Okay? Y'all know my motto, hurt these niggas' feelings. Ooh. Let's start being honest and tell us some truths so that they can have that legacy mm. and that, that we can speak well of the dead. Mm-hmm. But that, I'm, I'm not going to tell us a lie to make people feel more comfortable or feel better. That's the bed you made. We all just have to lay in it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It is what it is. And that's my to-go box for this week.
3: That was a word, two words, oh, a couple.
1: Oh, that was a 500 word essay,
0: girl. Mm-hmm. You have, you, you've met the qualifications. You are accepted into the university
1: <laughs> of life. Well, and I guess when I get there, I got to do what? Handle my business. Handle Period. it. Period. <laughs> yes. It don't stop. <laughs> well, all right. Well, that is the end of the show. Kirby, tell the people where they can find us and any other information they need to know always,
0: as usual, follow us on Instagram at extra crispy, extra wet spelled in standard American English. Uh, If you have comments, questions, concerns, or emails that you want to send or emotional outbursts you want to share, you can email us at Um, hello at extracrispiextraweb.com also spelled in standard standard American English and you already know if you can't spell, don't email us, we don't want to talk to you anyway. Um, Also make sure that you join us on Wednesdays during active seasons uh, for Extra wet Wednesdays hosted by none other than the greatest host on earth, Auntie Nick um, where we essentially have an extension of the podcast and talk about other interesting topics or extend the conversation on topics that we've touched on in our recorded podcast y'all be good Um, Thank you again for for continuing to ride along with us on this journey. Uh, We're really excited about continuing to provide you with amazing content and getting better and better and also getting your feedback. So hit us up. We want to hear from you.
1: All right. That's it. That's all. All hearts and minds clear. Yes, ma'am. All right. Thank you, ladies, for joining and having this awesome conversation and communicato. Y'all know we never say goodbye because we like to keep it straight, Atlanta, and so we're just going to say, all together, ladies.
2: I am like it. Y'all. it. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are foolish. <laughs> Bye.